The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to. Well, we've warned you. Hello and welcome once again to the Frankencast. I'm the mad scientist Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... kid that always whistles when instead of talking that is eric velasquez my pronouns are he him as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh so uh, as we mentioned last week again we're watching a movie called monster mash um this one from five years after the the previous one Uh, (laughs) (laughs) this thing could be i mean it is so unlike the last one, uh, which is is good, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's pretty much different in every conceivable way. Every conceivable way. But it's a lot of fun. This one, uh, it's a it's a weird one, but I I enjoyed it. It's weird in that it's out of time. Like it's it's like it shouldn't take place in the time it does. Does that make <laughs> sense? Yeah. Like it does seem like it should have taken place in '95 versus 2000. Just because of all the references that are in Oh, there. definitely. So, let's get this party started. Uh, yeah, so we uh, we open, like, we've got uh, sort of like a freeze frame of, like, our trio of monsters, Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman, and they're kind of arranged in, like, the Bohemian Rhapsody mm-hmm. uh, pose, and then there's, like, a Monster Mash logo underneath it with, like, lightning striking and everything, and then we see this vulture that is, like, flying past, like, a castle on a hill yeah i called it our flappy buzzard <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. uh, and he like swoops down through a graveyard like that he's just like you can tell he's excited he found something and then he comes he swoops back up and you hear this voice talking to him um uh, and it turns out <laughs> yeah and it's so it turns out that he's picked up a, a dog skull and the dog skull is still alive yeah and he's going to be our narrator <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much amazing uh and so his uh like he kind of scares scares the buzzard and Mm -hmm. gets dropped and then falls down and like whistles and his body comes like walking over and they kind of reconnect yeah so if i didn't if did you get this as well so he introduces himself as yorick because you know (laughs) that's funny because he's a skull yeah later on near the end of the movie Frank calls him Bonji. Uh, yeah, because I did. I, I definitely caught Yorick here, but then I did catch the, somebody calling him something else later on, and, and was kind of confused. But right. Bonji so is, is good. Head, so, so is the head Yorick and the body's Bonji? <laughs> I hope so. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I hope so, but I'm not expecting it. With this is a deep <laughs> entertainment production, so I'm not. I'm not putting a, high, a lot of hopes from 2000, by the way. Deke from yeah. 2000, totally different from Deke 1980s, 89. 
So, <laughs> right. Yeah, they're on their way out at this point, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he kind of introduces himself and says that he lives in this castle with his three masters, um, and then we kind of get like shots of of each of the monsters as he sort of introduces them. We've got Frank made of assembled parts, Drac. Oh, can, can, can I give the whole spiel that he drops? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna try my my uh, Karloff impression because I think that went over well last time. Frank, a wretched creation of parts on Earth from the darkest depths of the graveyard. Drac, dashing bloodthirsty tyrant from Romania, a creature of the night. Wolf, once an ordinary man, now cursed by the full moon and transforms into a hideous, tormented beast, howling at the moon. Okay, that's it. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if it was, but it it was, you know, that's the longest I've gone. (laughs) As a a Karloff. All right. Uh, so yeah, and as, as he's kind of doing that, you know, we see each of the, the monsters kind of like doing their thing. Um, and then after, you know, with Wolf, you know, you see him as a normal man and he transforms as, uh, as Yorick's describing that. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of looks out the window and sees like a pitchfork and torch mob approaching the castle. And so the whole like trio rushes downstairs, pops out of the, the door of the castle and scares everybody away. Yeah. And then we get this whole thing about, you know. They were once the terrors of the countryside, but now, after they've become famous, life's just one big party! (laughs) Right. And And so then we get to hear the Monster Monster Mash. Mash. (laughs) Which I thought was kind of funny. So, like, last week, you know, we watched this movie that actually starred Bobby Boris Pickett, and they Mm -hmm. just used the original recording and didn't do anything new with it. And then here in this like kind of you know low tier animation, they like re-recorded the song with this Yorick voice, you know, singing the song instead. Mm-hmm. And like even like there's like different drums in it. There's like a drum machine track or something. But yeah, it's like a whole brand new recording. Yeah, oh yeah. And like I said, we're gonna get a couple more of those at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah. ending is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so then, you know, he's singing the song. He's also riding around on a roller coaster that sort of like swoops in and out of the castle so that he uh, can describe, you know, like, yeah, so the scenes kind of play out and you see the stuff from the song, you know, so right. you've got like Dracula with a bunch of vampires, you know, in the spooky bedroom where the vampires feast and uh, all yeah, that. The master bedroom. Yeah. And then we have the ghouls in their graves. But also uh, at some point they get on the D&D ride. Like the from the D and D cartoon, like that is almost the same art. <laughs> it probably is. They probably right. had like concept art, and they were just like, "Well, this works. It's yeah, already we'll just, it's already we'll made." Draw a couple frames of this skeleton dog on a roller coaster, just riding in this dragon's mouth. <laughs> so we also like there's skeleton girls mm-hmm. uh, with like you know doo-wop hairdos that are singing the backing vocals. So we're seeing a lot of party footage with the monsters but we also get like some black and white footage of these cartoon characters that are more traditional universal style stuff going on um sort of mixed in yeah that's still alluded to their more scary era yeah yeah so we're kind of getting this contrast where it's like now they're in color they're modern they're having fun uh you know it, it i mean it's sort of true to life you know people nowadays don't look at like frankenstein as like 
horror you know it's it's a monster movie it's it's fun it's light uh you know it's not gonna like keep you up at night so that's kind of the the, uh the contrast we're dealing with here but you know we get the old black and white footage that is played up for scares and then you've got the present tense where they're you know rocking to this you know silly song yeah exactly and we also after the end of we we also get i'm well in igor but it's a really cool design, in my opinion. It's almost reminiscent of Igor, but mm-hmm. and it's also have you um, have you played any Persona? Do you know Igor from Persona? It's weird no. in that it's ve- it's very reminiscent of that. So you should check that out. What it reminded me of, which I think is probably an even more obscure pull, um, is there was a hunchback character in the ghostbusters cartoon mm, yeah uh and and more specifically i just remember the action figure i had it when i was a kid it had the thing where it had like chains that connected and you like squeezed his legs together and his hands would spread apart and break the chains oh yeah and like i think his mouth like came open like looked like he was like screaming and stuff um but yeah it had a similar kind of like look to it oh yeah yeah, yeah. i see this this eeyore character from persona too yeah right I, now I'm gonna look up that character because it bothers me because they were always in that um, they were always in the old commercials, right? <laughs> yeah, pimping out the uh, the action figures. Yeah, it's funny. I can I can find pictures of the action figure and not actually pictures from the show, so it may never have actually even been in the show. It may have just been a toy. Well, yeah, that that's definitely something that happened in the '80s, right? <laughs> it's like they uh, they make these really awesome characters, but you will never ever ever see them in the show. Maybe yeah. maybe the background character in one one scene or a really boring episode. But yeah, I was I was a diehard Ninja Turtles collector as a kid, and they were mm-hmm. terrible about that. They were yeah. there were so many characters that never actually appeared in the show. Oh yeah, one of my favorites was um oh what was his name? He was a gecko. Mondo Gecko. Mondo Gecko. He did appear in like he became not really a big character, but kind of big in the end. But like they released this character in like the second, the second uh, season of the show, and then they went like what four or five seasons later <laughs> until he actually shows up. It's like I'm well, sure it was like yeah, well, it's you know he's become popular as a toy, so we'll put him in the show and all right, I can't know, sell I can't a few more toys. Yeah, right, exactly. I can't find this character, but I know what you mean. Because in the cartoon, they just, like, they squeezed the legs together, and then he broke the chains, I think, is what happened. Yeah. 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 So so once once the song ends, you know, we kind of get back to Yorick, and he kind of further emphasizes this whole deal that, like, you know, the monsters aren't really striking fear in mortal hearts anymore. Mm-hmm. They became entertainers, but they missed their former glory. Uh, and so then we see this, like, reference to like the david letterman stupid human tricks thing mm-hmm. but it's the monsters mm-hmm. doing stupid monster tricks. yeah and they're, they're basically they're doing like a cheerleader pyramid and wolves on top juggling um juggling jack-o'-lanterns right and then like mm-hmm. they all fall and a, a jack-o'-lantern lands on each of their heads right oh by the way we didn't mention this um i don't think any of the other i think we checked this and there weren't too many actual like big names except for one that is wolf uh, that is Scott McNeil in one of his early ro- roles. I think like he had probably just started playing Piccolo in Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> for those mm. of you who are fans. <laughs> but also, we got some other people, we had some other monsters watching the stupid monster tricks, and they're not happy. They're not happy by what yeah. they see. 
<laughs> yeah, they're they're like they're really frustrated. This is an embarrassment to monster kind. Mm-hmm. So the the monsters we see now, this is you know where you get into like the references, uh, you know that like you said feel a little bit more '90s than 2000s. Yeah, um, we've got a, an alien that that very closely resembles a xenomorph. Right, it's almost uh, like a mix of xenomorph and Audrey too, from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, because it does have like weirder, like the mouth is is a little yeah is a little more Audrey, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll eventually learn that it is called the Alien Eater. Right, the Alien Eater, and then of course we got Chicky, which is a little doll that's obviously a reference to Chucky. Yeah, they just made like a female version of Chucky, Chucky. probably before Bride of Chucky exists. Well, I'm not. Sh- yeah, I think yeah. that was yeah. before Bride of Chucky. Yeah, Bride of Chucky was 2002 or 2004. Okay. Yep. And then, most notably, we have <laughs> Freddy D. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Which... Freddy D. Spaghetti. Literally a mashup of Freddy and Jason. Yeah, it's he's got a hockey mask. He's got a glove that has various utensils instead of claws. Uh, and then he, he has hair that is like spaghetti, but also kind of snakes. And also uh, acid. A... <laughs> and also yeah. comprised of that. Yeah, it's he's a he's a weird mashup of things. There were there were choices made, <laughs> but you know, so they're they're sort of, uh, you know, they're the new guard. You know, they're mm-hmm. the horror of the the nineties or, or more the eighties, really. <laughs> yeah. But um, the horror that was popular with adults in the eighties and by the nineties, right. kids were sort of aware of it. Maybe hadn't seen them, but like had the posters. You know, like um, well, listen, and, by this time. Chucky, well, I guess Hot Topic would, wouldn't would really become a big thing for maybe another year or so. No, about 2000, Hot Topic was a big thing. So, yeah, this would be probably when you start seeing, you know, Chucky and Bride of Chucky start appearing as, like, dolls for kids <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, you know, so, but they they still have a little bit more edge, mm-hmm. you know, so they're they're kind of frustrated that, like, you know these old school monsters are are not scary anymore, and right. it, they're giving monsters a bad name. Yeah, the, these guys who are technically old at, by the time this this movie's coming out. Actually, yeah, oddly enough, I think what Freddy didn't have a movie since '95. Yeah, yeah. So and then Jason, I think when did Jason Goes to Hell come out? That might have just come out. Oh, that was '93. Wow. So Jason hadn't really been, wouldn't be in a movie for another like two or three years. Yeah, Jason X was a one. So yeah, yeah, just yep. Yeah. So this is all like they were all sort of like past their prime at that point. Then I guess. Yeah, I mean, obviously going back to Chucky since we haven't gotten to them yet or him yet, like he literally wouldn't get revived until Bride of Chucky. Like we had uh, Child's Play one, two, and three, and then pretty much the third one killed the series, and then. You know, now we're waiting. We're waiting for Bride of Chucky and then Seed of Chucky, which will once again stall the series until the <laughs> curse and all that other stuff. And then we've got the TV series. Now he's relevant again, which is weird. But yeah, yeah. Sorry for that yes. little diatribe. No, I mean that's that's you know they're they're making all these references. So yeah, mm-hmm. this is this is the time to to talk about those. Right. Um, but so yeah, in this case, you know they're they're like. We're gonna have to, you know, get to these guys. Like, we we've got to do something about this. Yeah, we got to call uh, the Gold Guild together. We got to get the tribunal. We got to get these guys uh, on some legal technicalities that only monsters know. <laughs> yeah. And 
Freddy's so mad about this that he scoops some spaghetti out of his hair, throws it at the TV, <laughs> and and it eats the TV. Right. Now, they also pan out. And I want you to look at this with me. The screen that they pan out to, I'm telling you, those are the ironworks from Fre uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Okay? Hmm, okay. Look, check those out. Because I'm like, ooh, these obviously these people care about horror because... Why would you make such a deep cut for like a liter literally the most um, underserved movie in the <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street franchise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's great. Yep. So then we cut back to our you know original trio's castle. A goblin in a trench coat shows right? up. Um, he's like a you know process server basically. Yeah, doing a Peter um, Laurie impression. <laughs> yeah. And so he's got a summons for failure to scare. Well, fa failure to scare. At least that's what Drac thinks. Mm, but but yeah. Dracula loves to scare, so can't be that. <laughs> Which, that's a, that's a, I don't know if that's meant to be an adult, adult joke, but it seems like it could be. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and so then we cut to a courtroom and we've got all these like various monsters, uh, both in the, or they're in the, um, like the viewing area, the jury is all skeletons, but the uh, the, just the courtroom is just full of all kinds of various monsters. Yeah, and then scarecrows the, and all that stuff. Yeah, and then the the judge comes in. What um, do you mean the ogre? Or uh... <laughs> yeah, his ogre instead of his honor. Yeah. Um, and he is a basketball skeleton <laughs> wearing a Lakers like a Lakers uniform. So who is this? Who died in two thousand? That was on the Lakers. <laughs> or are they I think, saying like, the team was dead? Because <laughs> maybe. I, I mean, I guess the joke is like basketball court. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Court, you know, but yeah, it's it's just really random. So he's a skeleton who's like dribbling his own skull in. Um, he is wearing like a powdered wig on. Yeah. Um, he's almost making like a. He's almost a reference to the Crypt Keeper, I feel like. Yeah, a little bit. Because he's making jokes and he does that almost faux British accent that uh, John Cassier does. Mm-hmm. So. And so he, he calls in the prosecutor and the defense. Mm -hmm. um, the prosecutor is a very intimidating Grim Reaper, and the defense is a very nerdy mummy. <laughs> mummy. Uh, <laughs> but he did help Mr. S Mr. Hyde sue Dr. Jekyll for malpractice. For millions of dollars. Which, you know, I feel like, I feel like that defeats itself. But what right. do I know? What do I know? So then the prosecutor calls in a few, like, horror monsters uh, to uh, testify that the old, the classic monsters are past their prime. Yeah, we get Dr. Uh, Decay, who's like a dentist, so mixture of Dr. Giggles and uh, the, the bad guy from the dentist. Yeah. Uh, and he testifies that Dracula is actually wearing false fangs because mm -hmm. he's gotten so old. Um, then they call in another doctor... Fred, um, Fred Grogane. <laughs> so we got a reference to Rogaine, which, fair enough. That was new at the yeah. time. Yeah. And he is a doctor of, like, hair growth uh, and testifies that uh, Wolf has several bald spots. Yeah, I feel like he was also a... Uh, he was doing an impression of somebody, but I, I, don't, I didn't write it down, unfortunately. I should have. Oh, no. Yeah, no. He, uh, he's doing... Oh, yeah. He's channeling uh, Frank Azaria as Dr. Finkel from uh, uh, the, the okay. Simpsons. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, I didn't see uh, Hank Azaria in the credits, so either he he did it and was uh, not credited. He was like, "Don't put me on that shit," or um, or somebody else was doing an impression of him. Yeah, and so then the the last witness is a little baby who comes out, pulls Wolf's tail, and then climbs up Frankenstein's body and cuddles with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So clearly they're not looking very intimidating at this point. No, unfortunately not. All the kids know them, and basically they've worn their um, their Halloween costumes, so they're all friendly, and they've seen the, the candy commercials at this time. Yeah, so uh, th- instead of like actually just sentencing them, the judge kind of like extends the trial, so their sentence is that they've got one day to scare a typical family. If well, they succeed, everything's fine, but if they fail... It's a life sentence of performing at children's birthday parties. Well, no, remember, the, the um, jury was deadlocked because the ju- the, his ogre was like, nah, we're, gonna, we're just going to sentence these guys, come on. And then, no, the jury was deadlocked because they're all skeletons. And they, yeah, then they were like, yeah, let's, all right, you got uh, one day. Okay. You got gotcha, one day or gotcha. children's birthday parties for eternity for you. And so they reveal that the family is the Tinklemeisters. <laughs> yep, which, okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so then we kind of are introduced to the, to the family. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know they're they're they do in some ways seem like a pretty typical family. Like the mom um, is kind of Midwestern accent a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like a she, you know she's vacuuming. She's not not like a neat freak, but she's you know a mom trying to keep the house clean. You know, straightening things up. Um, there is a great bit where like a fly walks across a window and she like scolds the fly who then like comes back and wipes up his footprints. Yeah, she browbeats it to do some cleaning for her. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, man. And the dad is a professional dog groomer, which will come up again a couple of times. And then the kids are a little weird, but I guess kids are weird. So that yeah. that is typical in a way. Like the the daughter, she doesn't really have like a single thing that's her like you know archetype she's just kind of a weird kid she's got like she's kind of dressed a little bit hippie-ish in that way that was popular in the late 90s early 2000s right yeah that channeling of the old hippies with the yeah uh, hemp bandanas and all or not the hemp bandanas the hemp uh necklaces and wristbands yeah and tie-dye and yeah. all that mm-hmm. um which i think is back again on its <laughs> third or fourth round at this point it'll never go away <laughs> And then the son is kind of like a science nerd. He's into horror movies, and he doesn't talk. Yeah, no, he's nonverbal, which is fine. Nonverbal's fine. Uh, we yeah. Got, his name's Spike, by the way. The daughter's name's Stella. Uh, the so- son's name is Spike. And then we just have mom and dad, Tinklemeister. Yeah. And so then the family ends up singing a song about Spike. We're waiting for um, Spike. Yeah. Uh, so you know, waiting for him to start speaking again. Apparently, he did speak at one time, and they kind of say like he was struck by lightning, and since then he's not spoken. Which is weird because later on they walk it back. Yeah, it's like a completely different explanation later. So yeah. I don't know if maybe, but but later, you know, it, like here, I think it's like the family just like hypothesizing what they think's going on, and then later we'll get like the real explanation. Right. Which okay, I dig it. The, the yeah spikes spikes my kind of people oh for sure absolutely mm-hmm. so the the monster we we see the monsters like they're up on the roof of the family's house and they've got a plan mm-hmm. um which starts with they 
hack into the family's cable box and just start showing VHSs of their old Universal movies, basically. Right. Well, they basically like tie tie a video cassette recorder or player <laughs> into their their video feed somehow. Yeah. And like the family is, they're just like enjoying the movies. They're you know they're not really scared, but uh, you know it it doesn't seem to be going well. Uh, and then Wolf tries to lower Frank down on a pulley into the window, uh, but he manages to drop him. He, like, puts a big hole in the ground. Right. There's a bluebird that's, like, flapping around all of them the whole time, which I guess is, again, like, they're so not scary that, like, birds aren't even bothered by them. Right. They just, they just don't consider them. And, in fact, then Dracula tries to scare the bird away and ends up smashing the VCR in the process. Well, they do make you think that he beat bludgeoned the uh, bird to death. <laughs> <laughs> Until the bird just flies up and lands on his head. Yeah, and so then we see the kids are like, "Man, those movies were funny. Those uh, those were really great." And the dad's like, "Those used to be scary. I, I when when I was growing up, we were afraid of those." Oh yeah. Well, now now Dracula has a new plan, or Drac has a new plan. He's going to be Ed McMonster, and <laughs> they're going to the Tinklebeisters are going to win this lottery that no one else has played for and that they haven't even entered. <laughs> yeah. So more yeah, reference to the uh, what is it the um, publisher's clearinghouse? Yeah, people yeah. say that he wasn't on there. Bullshit. I know. <laughs> Even this movie says he was. No. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, they announced that the Tinklemeisters have won, and they they're getting a trip to a castle in Eastern Pretty Europe. Rough. Fair enough. So then we uh, cut to them like all in a plane. Well, let's let's talk about like of course we have Frankenstein pulling just pulling up and letting the family in, and he's their chauffeur. But I do want to. This is. I stopped you because I wanted to make the joke about Flappy Drac. <laughs> because, you know, as they're leaving, Dracula turns into a bat, leaves the wolf man or the wolf alone, and flies off without him. So, <laughs> all, that, all that for bad Flappy Drac. <laughs> ah, damn it. Yeah, so then we got the family. They're in a plane by themselves. Um, Frankenstein and the Wolfman are flying the plane, mm -hmm. and they hit a little bit of turbulence, which causes Frankenstein's head to burst through the roof of the plane, mm -hmm. and somehow that doesn't just completely depressurize the cabin. <laughs> but he does get a charge out of it as he gets struck by lightning. <laughs> yeah, and so then the lightning does cause you know things to get a little worse, but they manage to land without any you know without losing anything, and then they take the family in a carriage to the castle. Yeah, I thought when the carriage pulls up, the driver looked like he was headless because it's from the top down and it looked, I just saw red. Mm. And I'm like, oh, they actually have a headless driver. Then why are these people not realizing their driver is headless? And then, yeah, the next scene, he's just a normal guy with a red top hat. Yeah. Don't know. Okay. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Don't promise me a headless, horse, uh, headless carriage driver. Uh, and as they're like getting to the castle, the angry mob is like outside, kind right. of like protesting, and but they just kind of go past them and mm -hmm. head inside. We also get a couple of wolves that try to stop them, but it doesn't go out how the wolves planned. They just <laughs> yeah. get ran over by the carriage. And so then once the family gets inside, like we're right away seeing, like the dad is like already on the verge of getting scared. There's like. Uh, there's a sarcophagus that kind of keeps opening and closing a little bit, and there's a creaky sound, and the dad's like, what was that? Mm -hmm. uh, and the kids are like, Dad, you know, there's all kind of, it's a house settling, or it's, you know, it's nothing, you're, right. you're worrying too much. Um, so, like, he he's clearly going to be the easy mark here. But then we get, like, 
uh, Wolf popping his head through paintings to spy on everybody. Yeah, get that um, a little bit more. Yeah, he's he's like his scare kind of is is escalating. Like you can tell it it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get Dracula sneaking up behind mom who's brushing her teeth (laughs) and dad comes in and sees dracula behind his wife and is like honey there's you know and she looks in the mirror and doesn't see anything because you know vampire she doesn't see him in the mirror so then dracula leaves and goes to try to scare the kids and they are or no no the kids are see frankenstein first Mm -hmm. um and he's trying to scare them and they they they're just like hey can you take our picture right they just basically use him to you know they're like oh he's a photographer yeah (laughs) and he keeps like hurting himself with the camera like the lens you know or like the it extends out and pokes him in the eye and Mm -hmm. just you know kind of silly like little uh you know pratfall kind of gags with the camera yeah so at this point dad's a wreck like he's seen a (laughs) vampire he's seen a werewolf what could possibly go wrong as he like goes looking for the kids so he bumps he bumps into the werewolf again, right? No, Frankenstein. Oh, is it Frank? Okay. Mm-hmm. So he yeah he sees that faints. So we've got one down, three to go, mm-hmm. and then we've got the kids in a science lab, and they think it's an arcade. So they start just kind of pressing buttons and everything. And so Frankenstein had gone to like rest, I guess, after all the trouble with them right. earlier. Uh, he gets like electrocuted, wakes up, and somehow they manage to like hit enough buttons to where like they have remote control power over Frankenstein. Well, they don't just have remote control power over Frankenstein; they also have remote control power over all the random monster parts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they like uh, they're facing off. So Spike has um, a joystick for Frankenstein, and mm-hmm. then yeah, it's just a bunch of random like hovering like limbs and and heads and stuff right um as so they're like facing off and you know obviously frankenstein is much stronger than a bunch of just stray parts so they're like you know okay you you got me but you, I, next time i'm gonna be the the frankenstein that's the that's the better monster right yeah exactly in our monster fighter it is frankenstein who, who will always win i'm just saying <laughs> Yeah, and, but like it, it seems like Frankenstein actually kind of had fun doing that. Like as the kids are leaving, he's yeah, because like, the, the the parts come back and they're like they go after the kids, and he's like, "Oh no, you got one more round with me, baby." <laughs> but yeah, he's definitely like kind of bummed that like he still can't scare them. Mm-hmm. So then we see mom cleaning, right? And, and Dracula also, tries to sneak up on her, right? We also only have one hour left. By the way, we 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 skipped it because at the beginning when they first came in into the castle they had three hours left so in that time they've wasted two of their hours and they only yeah. have one left to go and, and this this definitely doesn't go well so the mom is she's vacuuming she's singing or i don't know if she's singing or like listening she's kind of dancing and there's like a song playing that is oh the heebie tango yeah um, and so she's like dancing around and vacuuming. She doesn't hear or see Dracula and she keeps like bumping into him, knocking him around, hitting him with the vacuum, just kind of more, you know, kind of silly physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she beats the snot out of him. Yeah, she vacuums up his cape at one point and knocks him down and everything. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the kids have bumped into Wolf and they, you know, 
being children of a dog groomer, they're like, oh, oh there's a, a stinky dog. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> so they decide, like, we're going to get this dog cleaned up and in shape. Dad would be so proud of us. Right. And they proceed to cut him like a poodle. Poor, poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we cut away to Mom, who is walking through the dark castle after cleaning everything. And she bumps into Frankenstein, and finally that's the last straw for her. Mm -hmm. She screams in terror and faints. All right, with probably about half an hour, we've got two down, two to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and at that point, we have the prosecutor, Grim Reaper, who's getting an update and is upset to learn that half the family is scared. And he's like, we can't lose this case. So I've got to get, I've got to in interfere in this. Right. And well, he's like, I can't lose one more case this millennia. And I'm like, dude, it's it's the year 2000. It just started. I oh, or it could have been 99, and it just finished. But still, the point is, he was like, if I lose one more, I'll I'll I won't be able to practice again. Right. So you know, he's he's got a plan. But then we cut away, and we've got the kids with the the fully groomed wolf, and they're gonna try to find their dad now. And while they're kind of looking around, Dracula manages to sneak up on the daughter and scare her. Mm -hmm. But still, nothing works on Spike. He's right, just... he even tries to hypnotize Spike. Yeah, and Spike pulls out his own hypnotism glasses and, like, hypnotizes Dracula back, basically. Right. He pulls reverse Uno. <laughs> like, I like to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he tries to play fetch with Wolf. Succeeds and, Wolf and throws him out the window, effectively. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he's got, like, one of those, like, paddle ball game things, you know, with, like, the, the rubber ball and the elastic string. And he keeps, like, bonking Frankenstein in the face with it. So, yeah, the, no, nobody has anything on Spike. No, he's, he's, he's the winner. But, uh, so, of course, Dracula then shows up, and he's like, All right, kid, we've got three of you scared, but we just can't scare Spike, so... <laughs> Please, please work with us. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're gonna yeah, he basically us. just, like, begs. He gives him the sob story. Right. Well, uh, th his sob story is a, is the worst sob story. Like, I have no pity for him. Because he's, obviously, this Drac was born as a vampire. Uh, had a, uh, a very attractive vampire-like mom. And they even, it's interesting that this is an animated movie and they're talking about him breastfeeding. But he's like, I didn't want to breastfeed. I went straight for the jugular. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. And so then, like, the whole trio breaks into song, and they sing, It Was So Good When We Were Bad. Right, which, it sounds like a Mighty Mighty Boston song. <laughs> yeah, this is, it, it is interesting. This has, like, a really kind of diverse, you know, like, you had the Monster Mash, which was similar to the original. It had a little bit more, like, modern production value. And then we had, like, the, the, the tango kind of song. And mm -hmm. now this is more like punk rocking kind of song yeah and we give him uh, a more of a punk rock song later yeah but you know so the family is all kind of trying to comfort them after they sing the song mm -hmm. and they're like yeah you know you're still you're still legends but you know spike's just he grew up on the more modern monsters they're they're soulless and without history and charm and they're created uh, by toy companies ouch <laughs> damn yeah and the, the the wolf just like breaks into some like you know some in-depth analysis and he's like yeah you know they're yeah that he says they're they were created by toy companies rather than arising spontaneously from folklore and mythology reflecting Jungian <laughs> archetypes <laughs> filtered through the collective unconscious Damn. and like everybody just stares at him in like dead silence and he's like what <laughs> like, which so, is funny yeah, though good. because a lot of the like 
cartoons at the time were this thing. <laughs> That's what they were. <laughs> Versus the whole, I don't, I really don't think you could call Freddy, Jason, Chucky, or the Xenomorph created by toy companies. They were absolutely exploited by them. When, oh when, yeah, but they weren't created by them at all. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, you know this this whole side of like folklore and everything mm-hmm. is the more classic monster thing. So right. yeah, it's it's an it's a nice little analysis there. We don't get much time with that um, because there's a knock at the door. And who should it be? It's our our three modern monsters. <laughs> right. Once again, Freddy D. Spaghetti, Chicky, and uh, the alien eater. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> so they like you know sort of attack. And um, one thing I thought was a really funny sort of like not a reference, but now sort of as a reverse reference is that um, Freddy throws some of his snakes at at Mm -hmm. Wolf and they eat his he has like an hourglass on a watch. And he's like, hey, I got that for my bar mitzvah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The good old uh, 30 Rock Werewolf bar mitzvah song. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe maybe (laughs) this is what inspired it. Maybe we have a 30 Rock Rider in here that we didn't see. <laughs> yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we got now we've got the family and the classic monsters trying to run away. Um, they end up bumping into the pitchfork mob and have to turn back, and then they sort of like run over the modern monsters as they are trying to escape. Well, Freddy D. Spaghetti also. Uh, Tries to scare him off with a little bit of his ragul sauce. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so finally, like, the family ends up going to hide in a bedroom. They block the door, and then, you know, the monsters are like, oh, this is perfect. We've got a secret door. So they get into the wardrobe, which is an elevator, and they escape to, like, a, a basement lair. Well, yeah, and first there's this little bit where they're like, they keep hitting the button, and it doesn't work. And they're like, what's wrong with it? Of course, Spike is the one who's like, it's it's disconnected. It's cut. Well, he points to it. He doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. So they they get it plugged in. They escape, mm-hmm. and then we get these bits where like Freddy D Spaghetti is kind of Freddy and also Jason, but then we get this stuff with Chicky where Chicky is also kind of Freddy ish, right? Um, in in that like um she's got this remote control and she can kind of press buttons and make people sort of experience dreamlike situations basically i wonder if chicky is kind of a mix meant to be more of a mix of leprechaun and mm, Once, that could be yeah the more magical chicky is obviously more magical than the rest of them yeah uh so at first they're like uh she kind of teleports them into like jaws basically they're swimming with sharks mm-hmm. uh and then she hits the button again and they're like playing basketball but with snakes right and we get the great <laughs> reference uh by wolf i believe why did it have snakes why did it have to be snakes for you indiana <laughs> jones fans yeah yep. and so then freddie is trying to pick the lock with his utensil fingers right. and we get the family sort of trying to help the monsters kind of get them like pumped back up to fight the the modern monsters yeah so, it's basically spike upgrading all the monsters yeah, like, Spike glues in Dracula's dentures. Super fix it in for the for the vampire. <laughs> yeah, and then like Spike and the dad help kind of fix up the werewolf's fur to make him look more you know invigorated. Right, it's, um, it's almost like they just like obvi- go back to, going back to the Rogaine thing. It's like his his pa- he's a mixture of a wolfman and Samson. 
in that his hair is yeah. the source of all his power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of uh, zap Frankenstein to get him powered up with more lightning. Mm-hmm. And then Spike has some sort of potion that makes everything just turn black and white. Right, when it gets hit by either moonlight or lightning or both. They call it yeah. lightning, but or they call it moonlight, but it definitely was lightning. <laughs> and so somehow, like that, kind of gives the the classic monsters like a home court advantage, basically. Mm-hmm. And you know what we get after that? Well, one, we actually get an Exorcist musical sting. If you're paying attention. Mm, yeah. But yeah, anyway, I'm not gonna do that. Almost uh, <laughs> tubular bells, almost. But you know what we get after that? We get a monster mash. <laughs> I was gonna say monster fight, but that that you know. The match makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and it's so we get like Frankenstein facing off against the uh, the alien. Mm-hmm. Um, he like stomps the ground, which causes the alien's teeth, teeth to like chatter and break. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, wolf howls, which like he howls so hard that it like knocks off Chicky's wig and sort of like causes Chicky to sort of fall apart. Right, and kind of knocks uh, her remote like out of her hand or destroys it too. Right. Yeah, and then Dracula. Because eats you, Freddy. <laughs> yeah, because Dracula has the power of sucking, I guess. He like <laughs> slurps up all of Freddy's spaghetti. <laughs> and he just kinda like falls he's just like clothes and a mask that just like kinda hit the ground. I don't know why, but that was the funniest line I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. And eats Dracula's Freddy's spaghetti. Alright. <laughs> And Dracula's like, you know, he's he's happy that the pasta didn't have garlic. Right, of course, you know, that would that would give him a tummy ache. <laughs> yeah. Also, though, that, that spaghetti's gross, and we've seen it melt multiple things. How did it just not melt Dracula's inside? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and so right as he does that, the clock strikes midnight, and so... You know, they they weren't able to to scare all four of the family, but they did defeat the modern monsters. But they won the so battle, it's kinda like, they lost the war. Yeah. So then we cut away to, like, the family. They're back home, and their TV is, for some reason, broadcasting the trial of these monsters. Which is wild, because they literally call attention to that. They're <laughs> like, why is this just showing us the trial of the monsters? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Which this definitely was the time when, like, suddenly, like, Meta. you know, court stuff was on TV a lot. I mean, this, I guess, was several years after the OJ trial, but, yeah. um, you know, the OJ trial did sort of, like, kickstart this whole thing of, like, you know, trials being popular to watch on TV. Oh, and also the 24-hour news cycle, which, that, right. that, that's beneficial. That was a great thing yeah. that happened. Yeah. But so in the trial, you know, the Reapers, like, they, you know, they failed to uh, scare the whole family. And the judge is like, yeah, but they scared some of their own, which is even harder to do. So I'm going to call in a surprise witness, Spike. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And then we find out that, you know, Spike is a horror expert mm-hmm. and he can just suddenly talk. Right. Um, the only reason he didn't, though, was because he was really scared of horror comics. What? Yeah, yeah. He was scared speechless, and so like we find out that like, you know, Freddy Spaghetti, Chicky, and the Alien Eater are not from movies; they're from comics. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, he was so scared that he just went nonverbal. But then he found, you know, when those horror comic monsters they turned to putty when they met the real monsters. That's right. 
and he says, "I now now that I've you know interacted with both, I prefer a monster with passion, passion not just not parmesan." parmesan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. So yeah, like you know, he's like, that's the thing is like. You know, these classic monsters, they know when to scare and when to be friends. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously that's sort of the whole premise of what we're doing here is like, you know, Frankenstein can be scary and it could also, you know, be these heartwarming stories about, you know, a monster trying to connect and everything. Yeah, I mean, you don't see, you don't see, you definitely don't see Freddy being friends with anybody. No. (laughs) Jason... Jason, I feel like maybe friendly towards kids because he definitely has a Frankenstein thing going on, as we mentioned um, in times past. And Chucky, Chucky's kind of in the same boat as Freddy. <laughs> yeah. But, it, but going back to, I, I, I don't mean to like to pimp the mo- the new show, but he acts friendly. He can at least act friendly, even though he's definitely not. The yeah, I, I, the new Chucky show is really good. Mm-hmm. I, I've been really enjoying it. Yep. But yeah, so you know, with with Spike's testimony, the judge, you know, rules that that the tree, you know, the classic trio are reinstated into the Ghoul Guild for all eternity. eternity. So then we cut to the family, who were all kind of surprised that their son was just on, on, in court, and they didn't realize it. Right. Um, <laughs> but the monsters all come to visit, and they're like, so as part of this whole thing. Um, we were given our own movie studio. Right, the, the judge thinking, gave them a movie studio. What judge <laughs> has that power? And they're like, we're thinking about making our story into an animated, animated musical. musical. I wonder if that would do well. Yeah, well, I guess it didn't, but it was still fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're going to be busy at the movie studio, so while we're gone, you want to you know, live in our castle because yeah. we won't be able to take care of it. And they're like, yeah, that'll be great. And so they they meet Yorick slash uh, Bone <laughs> and the mom's like, I right, we can fatten up the dog. But the family, even though you know they're gonna fatten up the dog, but the family's on a diet. Right, they're, they're all- gonna be cutting down on pasta. <laughs> right. Well, also to be fair, most of the family's pl- plump anyway. They they have exaggerated portions or proportions. Yeah. So it's yeah. like mm, okay. Well, that's not fun, but, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's definitely a 2000s thing yeah. for, you know, I mean, well, like, I mean, not not that it's not still a thing right. to, like, you know, lean into dieting and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely kind of made this family, like, physically very, like, classic, or, like, typical Midwestern and not, yeah. like, you know, Hollywood people. Right. Uh, but then, yeah, so, of course, they're going to need to diet now. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, guess what? The family also apparently has uh, eased tensions between the monsters and the villagers, because they've created a monster mash park, <laughs> yeah, a theme park. Yeah, so the whole castle has been turned into this theme park, and they figured out a way to to balance scares and fun. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's scary rides, there's fun things, uh, depending on what you're into. <laughs> but we also see that the modern monsters are now also working at the park, yeah, and people are kind of having effect. fun with them too. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not scary anymore either, which feels like the truth. You know, these these monsters have now sort of like been around so long that you know they're they're not as horrifying anymore. You know, we've got Chucky, the show that plays on you know the Sci-Fi Channel on TV, and you know like all these these characters over time. That's that's the thing is over time people yeah. get comfortable with them. And that's why horror always has to escalate and, you know, the old things become familiar and fun and less terrifying. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, that's just the cycle. That's how it goes, right? 
Yeah, so we've got these guys that are going to be replaced by, you know, Jigsaw right. and, you know, whatever else is, you know... The... Hostile, basically torture <laughs> porn. Yeah. yeah. And so then we cut to the credits, which are, um, as we kind of hinted at, variations of the Monster Mash. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, like, it's, it's pretty great, like, the... Um, you got like the director sort of complaining over it, so it starts and it's like sort of the tra- a traditional musically um, version of Monster Mash, but it's being sung by almost like a Candyman voice. It's like a right. very deep, gravelly uh, voice, and the, you know the director's the like, mash, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the director's like, I, th- I don't know who decided th- this was a bad call. This this doesn't work. We we needed something different. I know this is and what then, I wanted, but it's, it's not working. <laughs> yeah, and then it, we cut to like a twangy country thing with like a, a female singer that's kind of Dolly Parton ish mm-hmm. uh, in a way. It's weird um, that that one actually kind of works. Yeah, it, it's not bad. Yeah, and then we get like a punk, uh, another punk rock like Sum Forty One. Uh, <laughs> like screaming <laughs> variation at the end yeah uh and yeah the director's not liking any of those and then it just kind of fades out from that and we just get for the the last half of the credits it's just like clips of the other songs from the you know from the movie mm-hmm. uh and then at the very end of the credits um we just get the original version of the monster mash the bobby Bort boris pickett version yeah, it's um, like a trailer with, almost with the inter- universal movies or monster movies interspersed between the uh, animation. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. Like it's like clips of this movie we've seen, but with actually you know clips from the classic, actual live action films. Yeah. Um, and they're all kind of edited to to be dancing. So you've got, um, you know, like the still creature. or like shots. Yeah, the, the creature especially. There's a like him like walking forward, and then they, they like rewind it backwards, so it looks like he's kind of doing like dance steps. Yeah, that, that, that uh, was and, pretty cool. Yeah, and then they've got like some you know like Romani women dancing on a table from probably the Wolfman movie. I'm not sure. Yeah, but various clips of dancing or clips made to look like dancing. Uh, yeah, it's just a fun little sort of you know music video basically for the Monster Mash. Yep. So that was a nice way to sort of wrap the movie up. But yeah, overall, you know, it's it's not like mind blowing, but it's a fun little movie. Yeah, it's it, yeah, just like you said, it's it. I definitely understand why it doesn't have a following nowadays. But you know, it it would be something nice to go back to if you can get a hold of it. Yeah, and I think I, so. I have I have a DVD of this, but it is this is how like you know res- how much respect this movie has. It's on a dual disc um with um a halloween episode of alvin and the chipmunks and a couple halloween episodes of the archie cartoon yeah because of uh, deke deke owned all yeah. of those properties yeah yeah ouch. exactly ouch so that that's pretty as far as i know that's the only way you can get this is you know scour ebay and find one i found one for yeah i think like five bucks or something like that Amazing. um but but yeah it's uh, you know, I, I feel like this is a, it's a good, like, family-friendly sort of, like, entry-level, you know, horror thing. You know, you get, like, the classic monsters. You get, you know, the more modern monsters, which was kind of fun. To, you don't you don't often see, like, parodies of, you know, those monsters, especially not these two streams of right. horror kind of mixing together. Yeah. You, yeah. You def- we definitely don't have a uh, 
Freddy, Jason, and Chucky versus Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein's monster. Which, honestly, would be pretty amazing. It would at least be something to watch. Yeah, I would be down for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I mean, in this case, you kind of sort of get that in a way, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Definitely give it a shot. You know what, though, Anthony? We've, We've dealt with a lot of monsters. We've dealt with a lot of villains. You know what I think we need? What's that? I think we need a hero. I think we need... Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know we, we've had some sort of mashups of monsters here, and we're going to kind of continue that. Yep. Um, I feel like this is a movie that I've, I've just recently, in the past year or so, heard like inklings of people sort of reevaluating it. I don't think it was very well, you know, respected at the time. No, but it I was think bad. Now, <laughs> it was rough. Yeah. But I, th- I think people are kind of seeing it for what it what it was, and and finding the fun in it, and I. I I don't think that I have seen this since I saw it in theaters, so oh. I am excited to revisit it. You know what? Same here. I was one of the first people to see this movie just because Hugh Jackman was such a big name at the time with the release of the X-Men movies and, you know, also horror. You know, we have a Van Helsing, so I'm, I'm there for it. So, yeah, I'm ready to re, re, uh, reappraise this movie. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we feel about it after <laughs> uh, next week. But yep. but yeah, right now I'm excited to check it out. Yep. Fair <laughs> enough. All right, Anthony, where can they find us? Uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd at the Frankencast. You can find us over on YouTube. Uh, you can email us at thefrankencast at gmail dot com, and you can find us over on Patreon dot com slash thefrankencast. Uh, and we, you know, we definitely would love to, to see you all over there. Um, I, you know, I was thinking about it, you know, I don't, you know, we've talked about like, don't feel obligated if you can't afford that and stuff, yeah. obviously. Um, but, but also like, you know, if, if you feel like you're missing out on, on, you know, on this other half of the show, there's no shame in like jumping in, uh, you know, paying for a month, yeah. binging through everything and then dipping back out. We will, you know, we won't begrudge anybody that wants to do that. Um, you know, we love for people to hear those. So if, if that's, you know, what you can do and afford and, and want to dig in like that, feel free. Uh, ab- absolutely. Yeah, and absolutely. Uh, once again, we always say this, but just to reiterate, you know, the monetary aspect is always nice, but uh, we definitely like the interaction. So if you interact with us on any of the socials, that's just as good. Let, let the algorithm know we're worth your time. And that's, that's absolutely even better. 100%. All right. Do we got anything else? I think that covers it. All right. Well, in that case, to be continued. Looks like you survived another episode. The Freaking Cast is a production of FCR Media. It's hosted by Anthony Bowman and Eric Velasquez. Follow us on Twitter at The Freaking Cast or send us a letter at thefreakingcast at gmail.com. Our cover art is by Amanda Keller. You can find her at Keller Illustrations on Instagram. Our theme music is by Vivek Abhishek. Thanks for listening. <laughs>